Death Stranding, when it's created universe, has different strands that both connect and tangle within each other. How the history behind a made-up world can reflect certain aspects of ours, whether that be through past events, beliefs, or emotional connections, and the need for a better future, a change, that essentially saves lives around the main protagonist that we might take for granted. This is two takes, and this is one shot, the second analysis of Death Stranding. If you recall, the last thing explained in the earlier episode were the interesting connections between the different meanings of the word strand, stranded, and stranding within the universe of Death Stranding. How strand is a metaphor for the connection between wires of a rope holding things together, how stranded is when a soul is lost between two worlds, and how stranding is the act of being washed up on the shore of a beach. It's all connected together in a circle, with a cherry on top that strand also means beach in some Nordic languages. It was meant to be. But what does that have to do with the journeying west? The beach of a place of limbo, outside of time, a connected place between worlds. Therefore, a journey is meant to happen between life and death, and like Sam on his literal walking journey throughout America, the dead have to do the same. And the ideology that Kojima has used throughout the game is the religious influence of Egyptians and their beliefs on the afterlife. The ancient Egyptians believed that each person was made up of five distinct parts. The Ark, the Ba, the Ka, the Name, and the Shadow. Only some of these are relevant to the game, but learning all five will give a better understanding of their belief as a whole. So let's begin. The shadow is what it says, a dark outline of the body in daylight, emphasizing always present protector. This is interesting as this reference can also theoretically represent the BTs in a strange way. Their embodiment is almost like a shadow onto the earth and they are always present, representing the figurative personification of death in the land of the living. However, like a theory, only some parts can be true. BTs are considered dangerous, and in the concept of Egyptians and the afterlife, a person's shadow is not. The name is the concrete establishment of who you are in the afterlife. The Egyptians took this very seriously, placing naming plaques for each tomb. If something happened to your preserved body, or if your name was not written down somewhere, the other aspects of a person, such as the bar and the car, would get lost, and you would disappear forever. Naming someone and understanding that importance because of the afterlife, and perhaps the importance of the namesake itself, has that happening within Death Stranding, by the interesting but somewhat obvious names given to each of the characters and the companies within the world. Some examples are Hartman, unique heart condition, and Deadman, a new age Frankenstein's monster made real, or even the company Bridges, and what they are aiming to achieve. The bar was your personality, whatever made each person unique that was not physical, your humour, your charm, your warmth, yourself. This was represented as a human-headed bird that left the body when the person died. The face of the bar was the exact likeness of the deceased person, and this could reference what was touched upon in the earlier episode, how everyone's beach is unique to them. Each person's beach can represent themselves in a small way. The car is unique in everyone is a life force within a person, and when they died, the car lived on. The ancient Egyptians believed that your soul split into two parts after you died. One part, the bar, flew off every morning to keep watch on your living family. The other part, the car, flew happily off to enjoy life in the afterlife. At night, both the car and the bar returned home to your tomb to rest up for the next day. 
This could represent the two conclusions of what happens to one's body in the world of Death Stranding. You are sent to your beach, but you are stuck as a BT in the living plane. The difference being, there is no returning to your resting place. And the physical body, or the Ark, was most common used to mean a complete person, whether living or dead. While living, the Ark was composed of all five elements I have touched upon. However, when dead, it refers to the reunion of the bar and the car, to which we understand happened every night. But what is most interesting is how the car would have to travel west, referenced as the land of the dead, and return to visit their bar, the uniqueness of a human if they recognised it. This aspect of the bar having to be recognisable is because of the bird-like figure and the head being the exact likeness in your human face. The spirit must find the right body. And I feel this is what might be happening in the world of Death Stranding when it comes to the deceased. This journey for the dead, of going west, is essentially happening in the living too, for Sam to go west to connect people onto the chiral network. So what is happening between the worlds is almost like a mirror, the concept of travelling, of a journey that would impact those around you. And so, because we understand the spectral world that is Death Stranding, where does that leave the ones living in it? Let's take a look. On the surface, we have many types of people that are out in the world of Death Stranding, either simply surviving, trying to make something out of their lives, or stealing things to make something of theirs. I will explain. It must be noted that the world you see in the game is because of terrorist attacks that people did to each other, rather than a Death Stranding. This is the fault of those not long gone. And amazingly, those that have survived have seen this coming miles away and they are called Preppers. Long ago, Preppers decided that they couldn't trust their nation to be there for them anymore, and so built their own shelters and stockpiled it full of supplies in preparation for the worst. And then the worst came. The world they now know had made their shelters their permanent homes. They had prepared for the worst, but they had not prepared to live there forever. And because of this outcome, they do suffer psychologically. Because of the result of separation and isolation, and the dangers of going outside, People are not keen to make physical contact with each other because of the collective aversion of constant fear. And so, supplements of oxytocin were created for those who want it. It's the hormone that body releases when we touch each other. For example, a mother's bond to their child when they hold them. They need it to feel less stressed out and insecure. And I don't blame them, what with death constantly on your doorstep. Another way to alleviate stress is through a like. This is registered throughout the game and triggers a rush of oxytocin, stemming from the theory from the sense of feeling acknowledged, even if you couldn't see that person you were interacting with, still felt like they, ex they were accepting you, praising you for your work. And so, when Sam does a delivery, he is praised by these likes, which in turn he can use for other gamers leaving useful objects, or finishing a job he could not finish. It is a subtle connection for gamers, in a game meant to connect people together. And who delivers these medicines to the preppers? The couriers. The couriers like Sam could be freelance or be part of another organisation such as Fragile Express or Bridges. Bridges is the company that formed to reconnect the fractured society of the United Cities of America, UCA. Notice how it's cities rather than states. There's been a lot of void outs with communication coming to a halt between the UCA and the rest of the world, placing the rest of the world as either dead or in the dark about each other. Within the company of Bridges, there are different units that contribute towards the everyday within its cities. 
This can be distinguished because of the colour of each suit that an operative wears. There is a corpse disposal team, orange, medicine and treatment, red, security, black, and delivery couriers in blue. Hence why Sam wears blue throughout the game. But why human couriers? Well, there are two reasons. One is connected to rain, which I'll get to later, and the other is because of mules. But a little history first. AI managed deliveries carried out by drones were the regular way until there were cases dubbed drone syndrome, made people more isolated and struggled with the concept of leaving everything to the machine, nothing for the regular man. This was made worse by the constant need of the oxytocin and the hormonal imbalance, and so human courier slash porters came back into the picture. All of the people that were put out of the work because the AI were called up again to work. They then convinced themselves that society couldn't survive without them and brought about a new disorder called delivery dependence syndrome. It is a degenerative condition that causes porters to become solely dependent on the high of delivering cargo to the point of forcibly stealing and delivering the cargo of other delivery men. And because of these porters developing this condition, they were called mules. In a way, these mules can be characterized as oxytocin addicts, social animals at the mercy of validation. But what is noticed is the strangeness of this syndrome, is that, on the surface, it actually sounds really helpful for the other porters. But in the reality of the game, what mules essentially do is stash stolen cargo in their post boxes in their camps, or any post boxes hidden nearby, which is very unhelpful. And the rain? Yes, in this world, the rain is toxic. Called Timefall, since its discovery and first recording when the Death Stranding occurred, it has this name because of it essentially accelerating the passage of time for the objects and organisms it touches, then immediately turns into ordinary water having done so. Some have theorised that the process is the concept of stealing time. There is a theory that antimatter is all around us, but we were not made aware of it until the Death Stranding, and that gamma radiation generated by lightning strikes can trigger the formation of positrons. The particles can be detected inside regular rain clouds. It goes further to suggest that Corellium, when excited by gamma radiation, could exacerbate minute distortions in space. That time can somehow be loosening at the seams, the strands, that connect each person to their personal beach. However, more likely is the theory that timefall mixed with Corellium descends to the ground below, making the place in which it's happening to be more connected to the beach, explaining the BTs that appear in areas prone to timefall. There is a contradiction of the use of Corellium for the Chiral network, with the prolonged exposure becoming like a radiation or contamination that could lead to many problems. People exposed to the Corellium for long periods of time have their mental and physical health impacted. It can impair immune response, contribute to heart failure, alter hormonal balance-inducing stress, and most commonly, result in poor sleep due to vivid nightmares. These hormonal imbalances frequently lead to heightened destructive impulses towards others and themselves, hence the need for oxytocin and to stay inside. However, those dominated by these urges are named homo demons. Much like the homo sapien, it's an adaptation of the Latin madmen, or in a word, terrorists. 
They seek to maintain the independence of a certain city within the game's storyline and oppose the UCA, not being afraid to slaughter the residents of towns and for engineering voidouts as a means for creating and maintaining fear throughout the alliances of the UCA. But what if you were immune or resistant to the contamination? Then you are another class altogether. Someone like Sam, who you discover straight away as Dooms, is a chiral allergy resulting in tears. Doom sufferers are more connected with and are more aware of the nature of the beach. All Doom sufferers experience distressing apocalyptic nightmares, which can cause mental illness. But all in all, Doom sufferers are more resistant to Corellium exposure, but not immune. There is more on the subject, however, it is connected to the main storyline, therefore, you must find it for yourself in playing the game. The Chiral Network is a bridges communication system providing coverage of established strands. Strands are cords to the beaches allowing communication between the real world and the world of the dead. It allows the Chiral Network to use the beach to send and receive messages across the continental UCA. It is accessed by bridges operatives with an engraved Cupid necklace. This necklace contains a high amount of Corellium and a series of tag-engraved physics equations with all the necessary security and operations protocols to integrate terminals. This makes all strand points accessible to those bearing the required equations. All in all, the Chiral Network allows for instantaneous data transfer throughout its nodes, seemingly due to its time alterations properties. Connected nodes are capable of running chirograms, syncing holograms of participating people into a single perceived space thus improving face-to-face -face communication. All stored data is instantly shareable throughout the network, further linking the cities together. However, a worrying factor is, if you recall, is that Carillium is considered as radioactive, harmful to humans. Therefore, theories have arisen, such as Carillium is taking energy from the beach, from the other side, and might perhaps be increasing the likelihood of people's extinction through the overexposure of Carillium in the timefall, thus making it harder to go outside. With the reliance on what the Chiral Network can do, this makes it a spiralling circle that will eventually have a bad ending. With this circle of slow destruction, the Chiral Network could potentially be bringing people together temporarily, but in the long run, it could be shortening their lives. It can be perceived that many characters find the Chiral Network to be a good thing, whilst others are either unsure or want nothing to do with it. If you can link it to our reality, many things can come to light. Such as the history of Chirillium could be a reference to radioactive substances, such as nuclear power and the history of Japan's unfortunate incidents with two nuclear bombs and the explosion of the nuclear power plant at Fukushima. There are many references that can be made between this reality and the universe of the game. However, it can be understood that there is a main message that Kojima wanted to portray in the story and the history created in the game. I'm only doing Instagram and Twitter on social media right now. 20 years ago, when I wrote Metal Gear Solid, the internet wasn't in full bloom. Back then, I was predicting what the negative consequences of the internet could be. Together, we are so close together on social media, it's 24 hours a day, in real time. It may be too close. We're so close on social media nowadays that people are wearing a mask saying whatever they want. Because we've become so close, People are saying negative things so easily. We communicate without considering others, and a lot of that has to do with new technology. The original meaning of communication is to care and feel for others. Technology and the, and the internet has sort of carried us in the wrong direction, 
So, in Death Stranding, with the indirect connections that the player has, I want people to rethink what connection, and to think about others, is. Communication. Indirect and wholesome for a player that might perhaps feel alone in what others might call a walking simulator, but I feel there is so much more than that. There is connection that cannot be denied, and for some it can span both time and into other worlds. There is always the question of the afterlife, or the moments before, and the worrying thoughts about how our technology in our reality has a hold on us as consumers. With that isolation might feel alone, fearful of death and the unknown, to finally be able to connect with those that feel the same. So many thoughts that Kojima and his team have had that has defined an outstanding and beautifully imagined universe that is Death Stranding. The journey west for those alive or dead is a path each of us will eventually take in our lives, and within this game it betrays each emotion about the connection that we have in this life or the next. Perhaps death is not the end? Who knows? What are your thoughts on what was discussed in this episode? Comment and let me know to open up a conversation. Like and subscribe for more content of this nature, and come talk to me on Twitter or Instagram. Better yet, support the show on my Patreon to help a creator such as myself with learning on the go. Each like, each comment, each subscriber fuels the motivation I need to make better and better content for yours truly. Come say hi, and thanks for watching.